0: what's going on y'all this is mike brown and i want to welcome y'all to this week's episode of the art of letting go we have a really dope show for you today with none other than the most requested guest of the show dr byron young we talk about a whole lot today also happy pride it's pride month you know what you should do for pride month head over to the art of letting go and check out some of our pride merch we got some t-shirts in there some stickers and uh yeah i would appreciate your support Thank you. Yo, what up? This is Mike Brown, and this is the Art of Letting Go.
1: Letting Go. Letting Go.
0: That's deep song. You, you were a little off key with this. Okay. Ooh.
1: Ooh. <laughs> Come on people show and they get hurt more, Quick. <laughs> Come out the gate with here. Ooh, that's how black people do. That's funny. Lord,
0: um, Jesus. man, a year ago, we recorded an episode uh at Spotify Studios, and now we are back in the studio again. Uh, this time, doing some independent shit. That was independent as well, but uh, pirate, we, we, pirate we, we were invited there. But this time, we booking our own shit. But um, you no, we, are for it. You right. For it. You it. <laughs> It's it's already booked. Um, but you have been on the show about four or five times. Um,
2: you I never know, got a residual
0: check. Look, you know come, what I'm saying? Where the checks at? Mike, come they in.
1: Come
0: <laughs> You're probably one of the most requested guests, especially after the last one we did. Um,
1: so. It was because I was crying? Maybe. Y'all just want to see my black pain? Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> is that what you want from me? It's cold, <laughs> I just, It's a cold world. I'll just be trying to make it.
0: They, them, they right. want your blues and not your rhythm. Right,
1: right. And I can groove, baby. I can groove.
0: <laughs> you might tell other little people who you are?
1: Oh, sure. Uh, my name is Dr. Byron Young, or just Byron. Uh I got a lot of nicknames. I got a lot of let me go through a few of them. Uh boy that's what my grandma used to call me. Okay. She also called me Baru. Uh I also was young. I was 08 in high school because i had a big backpack, I had a lot of stuff in it. So it's like, like a 07 but more. 008. Uh my friends call me young. They call me Be Easy. Uh when I was in I did this program. You know, you like, if I like starting life anew, I could recreate myself. And so I did this like summer program in Mobile, Alabama, uh when I was in college. And I really like the nickname Beans. So I yeah. told these people my nickname was Beans, and they stuck with it. So there'd be times where those people would meet somebody from like Xavier, and they'd be like, Y'all know Beans? And they'd be like, Who, <laughs> Who the hell is Beans? Who just made that shit up? And I did, I made it up. Uh, but yeah, my name is Byron, man. I'm, um yeah, man, a friend of Mike Brown. Uh, I am a, a lover of Black people. Uh, I get to play a role in the healing of, 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 of community as a psychiatrist, child adolescent, and adult. And uh, um, an emotional wellness program developer and consultant. Getting to do a lot of cool stuff, Mike. I've been having fun. I've been working That's with like, big companies and stuff, doing talks and stuff, and also still doing a lot of work in the community with the people um, at the Intersection of Mental Health, Social Justice, and Art. having fun with it, man. I'm doing all right.
0: That's dope, man. How are you feeling today?
1: I'm pretty good, man. I'm pretty good. I got to say, you know, people want controversy. I got to look at it. Uh, my heart is a little tender, Mike. I feel like, uh, yeah, I am, uh, I am starting to think that maybe I am not meant for to be in a uh, romantic relationships, like for real, like I'm starting to, just maybe that's not my bag. Maybe I'm just I just feel I feel like I have mastery at everything I try to do, which is you know a blessing. I got privilege, yeah. but I do not have mastery of relationships, uh, romantic relationships, and so I feel like uh, maybe I should just tap out. <laughs> okay, that's that, that's interesting, and, and
0: you know what's funny? Uh, this month is Mental Health Awareness Month, hey, and uh, I brought you in because you are a mental health professional, but it's nice to hear. And it's not nice to hear, but uh it's cool to hear somebody that works in mental health express themselves as like having having challenges as well. You want mm-hmm. my black paint too, right? Man? I don't want your That's black pain. That's what you pain, want. You want, want your, my black pain. I don't want your black paint at all. But you know, I think we all play so many roles that it's like because you are you have this title, you're supposed to be like an expert yeah, yeah. in life, you know. And um, yeah, but I'm I'm curious to know about the relationship thing. Um uh,
1: I don't know i just feel like uh i don't know what i'm doing at any point uh so so long i spent so much time like just running from relationships like you know i love like i was in new york and dating all these really wonderful brilliant beautiful women and i think i i think i have like an avoidant t- attachment style so yeah. when i get close i'll be like i don't know if this is what i want and you know might ultimately end up kind of running away um and respectfully i'm not like a, a mean about it or, or don't just ghost anybody but yeah, but just like, I don't know if this is what I want and kind of move around. And over time, that accumulates. Like, people get hurt. And so I heard a lot of a lot of really dope women running from them in that regard. And I think I it got better, right? I I've been in therapy doing my work and I was able to get in a really serious relationship and did really well. But ultimately I I get I don't I don't really feel like my like my heart was still with her, is still with her in some ways. But I ran from the girl I was in a serious relationship with too. So after all this work, this therapy work, finally being able to get in a committed relationship. Then, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm better. And then yeah. something happened that really pressed on some old stuff, like the loss of my mom and stuff. And then, you know, I, I ended up running again, kind of. And so I'm like, man, I just, maybe I just, and, and you know, just being hurt. I just don't like hurting folks. And I feel like I'm not good at, at it. I don't feel like I ever, even when I, I'm in it, I enjoy it. And I love it. And I love, you know, my partner and that kind of thing. Um, and even when I'm, you know, when, when I was in New York and kind of dating seriously, but not like it wasn't, we, we'd we never, I didn't have an official partner, but, you know, I had women I dated very seriously, much love and had a great time and, and learned so much or whatever. But ultimately, I, I just don't ever feel like I know what I'm doing. And it yeah, makes me man. uncomfortable. And so being in discomfort, but also enjoying it is complicated. And then, yeah, ultimately, I just feel like I like mess stuff up. And as a person who is so good at, at so many things, <laughs> having a part of my life where I feel like I'm not very good. It's like oh that's tough. Like I just like want to avoid it, and I'm, I'm being a little silly. Right, I'm not gonna like just never, you know, try to love again. But I don't know, man. I need to take a big break. I don't know, but uh, just trying to make it, Mike. You know how the old people be like? I'm just trying to make it. Yeah. I get it. Um, I'm curious to know just because I I personally know you.
0: Um, do you ever take time to like, not date? And and I ask that because like, in my time of knowing you, it it's. It seemed like hold up, Mike. Like, Don't be telling about business. Well, no, I ain't gonna tell you. i ain't
2: gonna tell you business. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't be talking my business,
0: Mike. <laughs> but in, in in your day, in your day, you, uh, you you were you were a serial dater. Like you, I, I think I seen you on like two dates in one day. Yeah, yeah, you know? that's not that's and, um, not. A lie. post your your previous relationship like have you taken time to just like just be for a minute and you know not focus on dating or anything like that
1: yeah i think so i think i, I think so i think i, I don't know you never know how long is long enough um yeah. i definitely took time for sure cuz just kind of to be with myself and i like being single let me say that like even when i got in a relationship i didn't feel like i had an orientation ever towards relationships i just had an orientation towards that person yeah. does that make sense and i'm hopeful that that will happen again right i'll get an orientation towards that person again or that person or something you know not clear that per- but somebody that i'll have an orientation towards a person not an orientation towards relationships i don't think that's ever going to be me and mr like i want to and need to be in a relationship and so i enjoy being single. And so I think that makes the avoiding thing even more dangerous cuz I don't feel like a longing for it in the same way. So in the longing that I felt was a longing for her, not a longing for like, oh, I miss these parts of relationships or whatever cuz again, it always kind of made me uncomfortable. So, um yeah, so I did take time just to be with myself. And then I got back out into the dating world a bit, and I feel like I, I don't know, I don't I just feel like uh I don't I don't necessarily have the same enjoyment for dating that I had before, like when I was in New York. I loved doing on dates cuz I'm an extrovert. I'm nosy, and yeah, I just really like it. But yeah, the dating scene here has been different, and I think a little bit of it was a little bit of elitism. Like in New York, I was dating all these like girls from like Harvard and like you know they were all lawyers and doctors and all that stuff. And in LA, it's not necessarily the same uh, group, uh, kind of group of women, right? Yeah. And, and I don't want to ever be demeaning to someone like if you're not a doctor or a lawyer, like I, that's not good enough for me. That's definitely not the thing. I just think I got used to a particular type of woman in, like, in a type, particular type of discussion and that kind of thing, and maybe if it, if it didn't hit in that way, I wasn't having as much fun as I would have or remember having. And there have definitely been some wonderful women I've been on days with here, too. Um, I just don't know. I don't know what I want. Maybe I think I need more of a break. I think maybe I got in it thinking I was ready and maybe I'm not, but I don't feel like... I don't know. And, and, I, and if I'm being honest, you know, I still a big part of my heart is still with the young lady I left, so... Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, even, even with her, like, do you feel like... Do you feel like you've
0: taken like a real break from her? Cause I it it seemed like
1: Ooh, you're getting in my business, man. I, like. I know, I know, I know. I know <laughs> but you know too. You know she yeah, too. But
0: you uh it seems like you were very quick to want to transition to friendship. And uh like, do you feel like you gave that time to just
1: breathe and like, you know? I, so I again, I don't know how much is too uh, much enough time. I so, yeah, so initially, I think so, just out of necessity, because, yeah. you know, there was that. Um, and then after that, yeah, I, I think, I, I I I don't know. I don't know the answer. I don't know if that was the right answer. I, I think so, but maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, and, and definitely, I feel like, because I was hurtful to this person I care about, I want to, like, make that right. And still have feelings for her, you know, if I'm being honest. So, it's complicated. It's a very complicated situation. But I tell you, it was not complicated. The notion of, like, a conti- continuous history of feeling like I'm, like, just messing shit up. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I there's some women and I won't say no names, but there's some women some women you know, like from my past who don't even talk to me no more. And I'm yeah. like, what? what? Me? I'm the nicest guy I know. I, you know, yeah. just, it's a little silly, but like, damn, like I don't think I ever thought of myself as a guy who's out here just, you know, can I curse? Yeah. Um, like I feel like like, the, I'm being treated a little bit like I'm a fuckboy, and I had to, like, look at my shit, like, maybe I I have been a little fuckboy-liked. Yeah. You know? Not, I wouldn't say full fuckboy, but fuckboy <laughs> uh Fuckboy fu- adjacent? Fuckboy adjacent. Fuckboy yeah. uh, zero. Okay. Fuckboy yeah. with no sugar. Okay. Uh, you <laughs> know what I'm saying? I, 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 yeah, so it's two two women that I really care about who literally don't want to talk to me. And I, like, never thought that I would be that guy. I'm like, what? And, and I think part of it is I heard of, like, oh, you know, the kind of you know, wasn't taking it as seriously with them, and then I, all of a sudden, now I'm in L.A., I took it seriously with somebody else, so I think it was some of that. But also, you know, some maybe uh, mixed signals and shit, I don't know, I, I definitely played, you know, I'm not gonna be like, I ain't play no role in it, yeah. but, yeah, I'm just like, damn, this is crazy, like, I feel like I don't want to touch nothing because I'm breaking everything, so I'm just stop touching shit, you know, like, get out the store, nigga. <laughs> like, and, and, so maybe to your point, maybe, and, and our homegirl Z was saying, too, like, maybe we just need to, like, not do, don't do nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and I think, you know, using your store analogy, Maybe going in the store, and just looking at shit, and, and not just <laughs> not just swinging your arms all around the store. Because as a friend, um, yeah, I I I don't see how somebody cannot talk to you. But then at the same time, I don't fully know who you are as a partner. Facts, you know, definitely different people. Um, yeah, and you know, it could it could be a lot of things. Because I I think of just where we come from, <laughs> and how men are with women. Um, Maybe that has some subconscious influence on, you know, just just the game of it all, you know?
1: For sure. Yeah, man, you know, I'm from Walkertown, man. This is the home of pimps and players, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm definitely not no pimp or no player. I'm clearly a nerd. But some of that stuff definitely influenced me. I think the ideas, I mean, even that stuff about, avoid, like, you know, talk, I've been reading the book Attached. Have you ever read that book? No, but i heard
0: of it, yeah. So, yeah,
1: I definitely have, at least historically, I've been in therapy doing good work, so I think I'm progressing. But historically, definitely had avoided attachment style. And some of that shit very much aligns with the ways that men talked about women in my community. And I was a kid who was like, "That's not right. You should do better." But you still sometimes, if that's what looks cool, if that's what looks cool, and it's all around you, then you might internalize that shit looks cooler. So some of the stuff about like just not caring, like I think women have told me historically, again, distant past, but women have told me like they don't know that I actually care about them, or that they like I like care if I see them or care, like I just give a a kind of, I don't give a fuck kind of attitude sometimes in terms of my romantic relationships, like I could take you or leave you, like if you weren't here I'd just go find something else to do kind of vibe and I think there is something about that that I think I connect with from my community, like somebody that's just cool, like a brother like, you can't hurt me, I'm like, whatever like, if you don't, you know, you don't want to connect I'm just going to connect with somebody else, yeah. like and,
0: and I feel like I've, I've am i toxic. Like I've heard you express that before and, um, you know is that, and and like I said just because I know you, is that a way of protecting yourself just because yeah. of your
1: experiences, you know, hundred percent. the avoid, The attachment book is really great because it talks about how all these attachment styles that aren't um uh, what's the what's the, the the like kind of proper type of attachment style. There's an anxious attachment. There's avoidant attachment. Those two attachment styles are both rooted in kind of anxiety. And yeah, avoidant is just defensive. So it's like okay, I'm out of this relationship. On to the next. Like I, do do do. But you unconsciously, you you care and you're anxious and you're trying to protect yourself, even though consciously you're like, actually, whatever. Like, I'm just, whatever, next, you know, kind of thing. And so, yeah, that that stuff is, is problematic for sure. And again, I think I've done a lot of good therapy work Shout out to therapy and shout out to my therapist. Yeah. Um. And have progressed. And the notion of being able to be in a, a two year relationship was. I didn't even. At some. I'm not even kidding, Mike. and when. Yeah. Oh, I'm about to cry again. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> at some point when I was in therapy and I was thinking about it, like the women that I was running from back in New York, I really love these women. You know, what I'm saying really amazing women. Uh. Some again, you whom you know, and so. I didn't think I was ever going to be able to be in a serious relationship. I thought I was just going to be like, <laughs> I used to tell my niece I'm going to be a rich, eccentric uncle, like a weird, you know, just go travel the world and stuff. Yeah. Maybe, you know, uh, you know, have lady friends, you know, just in different places, so you know, tapping on occasion. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, just be like, I just didn't know that I was even capable of, of doing it. And so when I found this person in LA that I was able to connect with so deeply and so beautifully, I was shocked. <laughs> and again, I felt like it was an orientation towards her. It definitely was an orientation towards, I just want to be in a relationship. Yeah, And... Yeah, I was very proud of it. And so, yeah, I think in some ways it's like, oh, man, like, ultimately, I mean, two years is a long time. So I think I did what I, you know, I I could prove to myself that I needed to do the thing. And I'm so proud of who it was with and who and that kind of thing. But ultimately, I'm I'm disappointed, too, because I'm like, I did kind of the same thing, kind of. I'm like, ugh. So I don't know. And I, I
0: I think you should also give yourself some grace. Yeah. Um, yeah. because that that is a lot of progression to go from where you was at to being able to spend two years with somebody and
1: really yeah. focus on that person. And grew so much, learned yeah. so much. I tell you, I'm not even kidding talking about not thinking I would ever be in a real relationship, I didn't even think, I didn't see the positive. I was like, I'm having fun single and, like, just dating, so, like, why would I ever do that? Like, it just looked like stress. You know, seeing my friends, yourself yeah. included, people in relationships. Yeah, yourself don't included. Don't get my business. Yeah.
2: <laughs> see, sometimes y'all relationships
1: look shitty. And yeah, I didn't want to be, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and it didn't always look shitty, right? But, yeah. like, I was like, is it worth looking shitty when it does look shitty? I don't know. And so I learned that. Wow, I get it. Like, I get why people want to be in relationships. Now, I still like singleness and fun now. I and, and, a fun and I think
0: and I think, man, but, uh, I yeah. think your your be, past can. relationship was a, a teacher for me of, like, it doesn't have to always be so, like, you know, just something, some conflict always going on. It doesn't have to always look crazy. Like, it can be fun. It can be connected. And it can be challenges. And you can't work yeah. through those.
1: Yeah. Um. I, I think... Like, what I always say, if I had a relationship, it would be, like, a homie-lover friend, and I really do feel like she became my best friend in many ways. And so I'm, like, very proud of that. And, yeah, proud of her growth, too, and her learning. Yeah. Yeah, it's dope. So,
0: do you... Because I know you mentioned, uh, like, there are parts of you that still will want to reconnect. Even if that didn't happen, would you feel as though that you were successful in this relationship?
1: The only way... I've been thinking about this a lot. The only way I would feel successful is if... I like if if I feel like I did right by her in terms of like nurturing the like and it's not my place to have her forgive me right she may never forgive me for breaking up or whatever but like if I like did the best I could to let her know that that I wasn't trying to be hurtful and that was kind of some you know some stuff I was going through kind of like the the things that went through went on like you know touched on stuff with my mom and stuff and that Mm -hmm. was a thing and so if I could do that and be as like kind of um. Nurturing towards helping her heal to, then I'd be like, if I did all that I could to do that, then I think I'd be okay. Because yeah. uh, I still, I feel, I guess, some in some ways, some guilt, like this person that I love that I feel like I, I ran from it, a- from wasn't even on some like her stuff. Really, it was on some me stuff. So, yeah. But it, uh, it, let me say, regardless of what happens, even if she never forgives me, or whatever, I'm still, you know, yeah. definitely. I think I, can, I have, I'm pretty good at giving myself grace. But I would like to do that. Yeah, and.
0: At what point do you forgive yourself? Because, uh... And I ask that because, like, yes, you want to help her heal, but is that truly your job to do?
1: It's not. It's not my job. It's not my job. Is it something I want to do. Which yeah. Is, yeah. But it's not my job. No. No, no, no. And I in some, and if I talk about being, like, just feeling like I'm messing up. In some ways, I think my process is actually sometimes doing more harm than good, if I'm being honest. Uh, so that's a thing. But... Um. Yes, healing myself. Yes, and and again, you know, I'm in my therapy. I'm still working on that stuff, and yeah. so I'm definitely focused on that. Um. Yeah I'm, yeah. I'm. I'm working on it. I'm thinking through it, and you know, again, I'm definitely giving myself grace. Um. Yeah. I appreciate you bringing that to my attention. This notion, because it's something I talk about that people need to do for themselves so much. And it's something I think I do. I think in some ways I give myself too much grace, if I'm being honest. But (laughs) it is important to hold on to, and it's nice to have it reflected back to you. Um, But, yeah, when I be like, you know, I tease and say I'm just trying to make it, I really do, you know, am just doing the best I can and still having the kind of responsibility to do better, right? You can do better. So a lot of things I need to do better. I need to to work on some stuff. But I appreciate you. I appreciate this conversation. Of Um, course. Yeah, even if you put all my business out there. Not
0: at all. Look, look, at first I was going to say this could be a Patreon exclusive
1: but <laughs> nah, nah, it's cool. Nah, it's cool. She fine. subscribed to the Patreon. Nah, that's funny. That's very funny. And just the women, I, I shoot, let me take out, a, a, oh, this is amazing. I get this opportunity. Let me apologize to every woman that I have ever hurt, that I've ever done this, like, I really like you, and I'm like, and then I'm like, I'm not sure, and then I run away. I'm so, so, so sorry. Is this the camera? Yes. I'm so, so, so sorry. Um, I'm working on myself. Um, Know that there was nothing about you. you not to, you were not, uh, I don't, 'Cause I don't want people to ever feel devalued. Like yeah. for me, I feel like like I'm a nerdy kid from you know what I'm saying? Like you you put, spent time and energy and effort for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Gave me some sugar. You know what I'm saying? Me? Yeah. So I'm I'm super appreciative. It wasn't no like personal stuff. But yeah, I mean, I just it, it this the particularly the women not talking to me thing has made me reflect on, damn, what what is my level of destructiveness and destructiveness sounds aggressive, but I've heard, you know, hurt, and hurt, like, nothing crazy, but it hurts some folks, and, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really big on, like, and in some ways, that's the problem, right? I'm really good at making people feel good and making them feel valued and making them feel loved, and then when you do that, and then you like, all right, bye.
0: Mm. Yeah, and is this the only space that you feel like you like that in? Cause no. Because I, I, I don't feel like you like, I mean, like I said, from my perspective, it don't seem like you like that in friendships.
1: Oh, in friendships, I do the, I don't run, though, right? Yeah. In friendships, I give all that good stuff that makes you want to be around me. But I don't run. Because the responsibility just feels different. I feel like, I, and this is why I say, like, relationships feel so high stakes. And so, friendships don't feel high stakes. They feel easy. So, like, for instance, I reflect my love at my friends in the same way, my family, the same way I reflect at, at like, a love interest. But the thing with the love interest is, like, uh, if, if it, it, something happens and I'm like, oh, this is too close, I got to get up out of here. Whereas friends and family, you, like, hold together. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, no, I, I think I do the same thing because that's just me. But I think the thing is, like, imagine if I was just, like, all right, Mike, I, I don't want to be a friend of will buy Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it'd be like, what? What happened? What? I thought we were, we just played basketball the other day. <laughs> yeah. It, it, and it could, it, man, you know, the, the, the mind is a crazy thing, man. It could change on a dime. I was telling my therapist about how quickly, like, I would go from, like, being really really into a young lady to being like mm, never mind like that yeah. like this, this is what like what and it's just like it's a it's a thing like you, it, y'all got to read this attached book but the notion of like the closer you get at some point you cross a threshold of like ooh this is too close this is too vulnerable it's too dangerous and you get scared of the possibilities like what if I get close to this person and they die what if yeah. I get close to this person and something bad happens what if I get and right I just rather be by myself Ugh, by run and um. Yeah, man, I just, apologies to so many. And and again, like, New York is a place where dating is like, you know, people date. And, you know, I'm an extrovert. I was dating a lot. You're right. I definitely have had, I've been on three dates in one day, if I <laughs> mean, um, but not, not on some like, oh, look at me stuff. Right, but yeah, yeah just like, sure. I enjoy it. I really do enjoy getting to know people. But it com- you have a responsibility when you're tapping into that romantic thing. And, and I'd like to say, I was talking to this with our boy Liam the other night, like, a first date shouldn't feel like it's all that but even still like if you don't know where people are coming from like this this might be the nicest first date they had in a long time and so it might mean a lot so yeah you gotta take that a, a sense of responsibility with with how you handle people's hearts Yeah, and so yeah I think I've been a little sloppy with it historically Um and again doing better therapy has helped but yeah. still gotta figure some stuff out
0: um how do you because I'm I'm thinking back to what you were saying about the homie lover friend mm-hmm. um how do you start because i I mean, in my own relationship, I feel like, um, I really wanted f- friendship to be the foundation mm-hmm. of it all. And it's like, how do you maintain that once it becomes more romantic?
1: yeah, man, I think I think the friendship thing is the foundation makes the makes it like, Makes takes the pressure off. It kind of makes yeah. it less high stakes because this is my friend over everything. So even with something romantic, like you know, sometimes like attraction may shift or stuff like that might happen, or you know, you might <laughs> you might just be a little annoyed with them or whatever. But when it's your like homie, lover, friend, it's like ah, it, it doesn't hit the same. So it's not like if it's a girl I just find attractive and, and like in a romantic sense, and those things happen, I might be more likely to be like ah, I'm not really feeling this. But if it's my homie, lover, friend, and we built that bond. Like this is my girl. Like I ain't going nowhere. Like what? Like yeah. So it's like. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like yeah, it's something about the the kind of synergy of the friendship and the romance that just makes things makes your relationship more resilient. Yeah. and makes it more easy and like all those like in things we internalize about what we need a relationship. Like I need the best this ever and she gotta have the best that and all that. You like oh, that's not true. Like what? Like she she dope and she mine and that's enough. Yeah. You man. know what I'm saying? Like it's like you know, and it makes you be able to humanize her, her more because I think we dehumanize sometimes women relationships. It, it allows you to be able to human to humanize that person more, um, and like be able to see their flaws, be able to see their um, insecurities, and hold it in a way that's like more humanizing and, and, and giving them grace. Yeah, um, yeah, that's real. Yeah, that's real. Oh, Let's man. talk about you and your stuff. Let's put your business out, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing? Who you dating? What's going on with you? <laughs> Oh, we put my business out there today, Mike. Oh, I'm gonna talk to you after we cut the tape. Ooh. <laughs> Lord, all you, my little you,
0: you started with all of it, though. I was. I,
1: it's I been on you, my I, heart, Mike. How you was doing? I came to church today. I, Lord, I got a testimony.
0: I asked you how you was feeling, and and you
1: you unloaded. <laughs> was, oh, yeah, man, I had. A lot, I got. I got a lot on me, Mike. I got a lot on me. i been listening. <laughs> this is funny. I, you know. <laughs> There's a beautiful gospel song called Deliver Me that uh, Jamie Foxx, everybody out there, just YouTube, Jamie Foxx, Deliver Me. And I'll be playing that song on repeat, man. It's like, uh, the song basically goes, What I'm trying to think of how it goes. It's like, deliver me, Lord, deliver me. Uh, I don't remember the lyrics But somehow it's saying Like Lord please Deliver me from myself I be yeah. messaging On myself Like I'm yeah. hurting myself Like Lord help me Deliver me from that And he says it, You know I love a run He says it so beautifully <laughs> If I had a better voice I would was like, Man go YouTube that man Jamie Killing yeah. I hope he's alright Shout out to Jamie Foxman. Yeah man. shout out Jamie Most talented Fox. man in the world Yeah Um.
0: Yeah man For for me like You know I'm I'm still in that phase of Like I'm dating somebody But still getting to <laughs> <laughs> and it's it. I feel like the getting to know is a continuous and it should be you know because we always are evolving myself you know included and uh, I really like the foundation I don't think I've ever started a, a relationship with somebody being their friends I think I just jump straight in on the romantic and then try to build a friendship and it's like oh, I really don't have much in common with this person mm. you know so it's cool to do it in a different way this time and I think I've mentioned this before, but for me, I've always, even even like, I think even in friendships, I've always seen people's potential. So I've always like been attracted to like who I see this person to become or, or, and not really accepting like, this is where you at today. Mm, mm -hmm. And do I accept this version of you? Mm -hmm. So to be in a situation where it's like, I really accept who he is today. Mm -hmm. And I know that there's more to come for him. I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, man. I've been very blessed to be around you guys, and I, I, you know, I say I love your love. You guys do have a. You guys come off as best friends. That's how you come off, and I, and, and I really enjoy being in, in in space with y'all. And you look so comfortable, which is like sometimes. Sometimes I remember in other relationships you have been in, like you always have a questioning, like this one thing, yeah, like it'd be like a clear red flag, and you'd be like, well, "Is this a red flag? Uh, <laughs> like that's like red as hell. That shit that's don't fight. That shit perfect. Yeah. Oh no, but yeah, like in this, you seem so confidently comfortable, and y'all have a true friendship, and he's such a sweet, sweet kind man. Man, I'm really. Yeah, I love your love, man. I appreciate uh, that. Shout out, shout out to uh to uh, cupcakes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's <laughs> like, <"Hey>, hilarious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll
0: transition out of relationships because uh I, I think we've given enough. Ooh, I'm a business out
1: there, like, It's fine. I need to release it. I mean, you know, I always talk about how like one of the reasons that people are so feel so heavy in this life is that we have so many secrets and so many lies and so much guilt and shame or whatever, man, I just let that shit go. I don't know what to tell you. I'm a human. And you know what?
0: That is something that we talk about on a regular basis because in our journeys, we've had to feel shame, lie or whatever to essentially protect ourselves. And this is one time in my life where I'm like, I don't want to feel that no more. And in practicing that, it's you know, it's like yoga. You do something in one space, it shows up in all the others. Yep. And practicing this in other spaces, it's making me more uncomfortable and it's making other people because now I can't lie to my friends. I mm. can't I can't lie to my family. I can't sugarcoat shit for nobody. Like I have to be so I feel like an old person right now. Yeah. I feel like my grandmother. I just don't That's hold wisdom. Back. Yeah. Yeah. And even like, you know, in dating, like being so honest about, you know, one thing that I had to be honest about was Hey, sometimes, like, I would get on an app just because I would just do it. Mm -hmm. And it's been so habit for me. Like, not even looking for nothing, just to get on it. And having to express that to somebody because, like, hey, this this is something that's uncomfortable for me. And rather than have to fight through this discomfort on my own, I got to share this with somebody. And having the space to share that is like, oh, wow, this is... This is different.
1: It releases some of that. People always talk about, like, oh, when I was a child, things were simpler. But a lot of that stuff we internalize as adults is bullshit. Like, <laughs> like kids just don't care. Like, you shouldn't care. And I think as you get older, you learn that shit's not important. Like, yeah. you see how old people don't give a damn about much. Cause they recognize uh, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Nothing's a big deal. We make everything a big deal. And yeah, we just like cut, sometimes create our own anxiety around it. Uh, we we were teasing about this recently. We got a homeboy who we thought didn't show his legs, and no, we was like hiding his legs. I was like put your legs out. And then he showed his legs. Our boy got nice legs. Put your legs out. We, <laughs> we thought he was hiding. Like, like don't be ashamed of your legs, brother. Oh shit. Sure. And then you know you you like you come out of the dark and like look, you got nice legs. Come on.
0: Yeah, <laughs> That's I'm not gonna say the name. <laughs> oh shit! But yeah, man,
2: it's James Woods, aka that yoga dude, with "Feel Free," to "Feel Free." It's just numbers. It's just an opinion. It's just a decision. It's just a reaction. Whatever your vision is. Whatever you want for yourself is the truth. See your vision becoming real. See your truth becoming real. See yourself becoming free. Don't get distracted. Stay focused, calm and relaxed. Everything you was bold enough to ask for and calm enough to stay true through, is here. You got it. You deserve it. It's yours. All you have to do is take a breath, enjoy what's yours, and feel free to feel free. Namaste. Peace. Life,
0: for me in general, feels like it's in a different space. Um, Like, since this year started, I felt like I've been in transition and it's been a little uncomfortable, but at the same time, just knowing where I'm going, I've had to shed as much as possible to keep going. And um the journey used to feel lonely because my life, my whole life has been like that. And to have somebody that's like, yeah, I'm there too. Yeah. And, you know, like to not be on it alone, it it feels nice.
1: Man, I tell you, I know you talk, when you quit your job, I was like, you show sure, me, You show, sure? You sure you want to quit your job? You show. Sure? I ask you, if you sure Every time I see you, you, don't want to do a part-time? You don't want to do a, 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 a little part-time or something? So, yeah, man, you you are definitely shedding and, and leaning on faith. And, and, yeah, man, it's inspiring as hell. I I don't know if it could be me, but I, like, I'm very, like, you seem like you know what you're doing, man, and you believe in yourself. And I remember, it's funny, when you first talking about quitting and all that stuff, and then all them crazy opportunities started rolling in, like the Spotify stuff and all that. I'm like, damn, all right. Yeah, you've spoken to existence. You know Keep crazy? going.
0: It's a year later, and I'm still, and I'm in a, I'm in that place again, but at a different level, and it's funny because, like, Saturday, either Friday or Saturday, I've never identified with feeling lost, mm. and I said it out loud, I was like, damn, I feel lost right now, Shit. and I asked myself, what the fuck does that mean, to damn. feel lost, and it wasn't that I felt lost, I just was in the unknown, mm-hmm. like, this at at this age and at this stage this is the deepest in the unknown i've ever been and when i really truly accepted like i've been doing this forever yeah and it may feel a little harder because i'm getting older but this is essentially what my my spirit is telling me to follow and um man when i accepted that shit, i'm telling you within days Shit started turning around. Wow. Some opportunities started coming up. And it's like, damn, this shit happened. Like, it, yeah. it happens every time. Every time I jump, yeah. I fly. You
1: have faith. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, you lean on it. And,
0: you know, like I said, I've am i never doubted myself. I've, I've definitely had fear in my journey, but I've never doubted myself. I've never felt like I couldn't do what I wanted to do. And just like I said, in this stage of, okay, I've been off a of job for a year. Now life is telling me, hey, you need to... You need to go on to do some bigger things, you know. Like you every dream that you wanted, you've been accomplishing. Now it's it's time to dream bigger, you know? And not even dream bigger, but live bigger. You know, I'm I'm really starting to disconnect from the idea of chasing a dream or living a dream. Because I want to live my reality. Mm -hmm. I don't want to live no bullshit. Mm -hmm. And I really do believe that my reality can be whatever the fuck I want it to be. And um yeah, and I don't see I don't see too many people in my life doing it this way, you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially in a in the art creative space. I don't know people that do this.
1: Yeah, man, I I, I tell you know I'm a, I'm a I'm, I'm risk averse. So like you are you are like a, a hero in many regards because I see somebody doing something I don't know that I could do. And yeah man it's really impressive to see it continue to work out you know yeah. what I'm saying you eating you got the lights on you got you know you got yeah. gas in your car and yeah man I, yeah again I was like man you so you going to quit that job like I, yeah man I it's a blessing and it, it's a testimony and it's cool that you have this platform to be able to be inspirational, I know you talk. People always talk about how inspirational your platform is, and yeah, man, it's a it's a blessing, man. And I think to your point, it's not conventional. Yeah. And I think so much of our of our existence in this society is bullshit. Is is we we have to do so much unlearning, and maybe that's some unlearning we could all benefit from. Is the notion of like. If you don't do it the normal way, then it, then it's, it's a bad idea. But like maybe the normal way is a bad day because that's the one that's got everybody stressed out and in debt. And, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I, you know, maybe we yeah. un, maybe unconventional should be the new convention in terms of like. Yeah, because this primary thing, most people I know ain't happy in their jobs, right? But they still keep them because they just feel like that's what they got to do. Most people I know aren't really out here, like, living the kind of way they would like to be living, right? They, like, kind of a means to an end to just get by, a lot of folks. Or folks do the other thing where they're like, I'll be happy when. I'll be happy when i do this and when i accomplish this and when i get to that thing and then i'll be happy right and it just keeps on moving man that's just not how happiness works so yeah man i'm proud of you man and i think i appreciate yeah, you're very inspirational man i keep going keep going i appreciate that and
0: you know it's funny i feel like i've always been one foot in one foot out with everything i've been doing mm-hmm. and this is probably the hardest that i've gone in my life like really giving a hundred percent to it and not that i need validation from anybody but it's dope to see my family tapped into what I'm doing. Because a lot of times, you know, you could be doing shit and your family could be like, Ugh, I don't know what the fuck you doing, but that's cool that you're doing it. And now I see, like, my family tuning in. Yeah, you know, I started a radio show. My dad listening every week. I did the thing with Glad. My aunt hit me like, man, like, you you was asking these great questions. And I I, I, never really listened to your stuff. But I'm seeing it. And it's like, man, like, not that I need that, but it feels good to have it. Yeah. And, um... I was even thinking this morning, just in reference to family, I hear so many, I hear so much of people talk about how their families fucked them up and mm-hmm. shit, and I think in this next phase of everything I'm doing, I really want to give my family, like, the the highest of honors for really making me who I am,
2: Yeah, you know what I'm saying, I say. and, I, and I
0: think a lot of us should do it, because it's like, yeah, everybody family fucked them up, to some degree, mm-hmm. but they also put a lot of good shit in us as well, at least for me, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to, to say that I, I do have that and my family love me, they support me and this has been my whole entire journey, you know, and um, I really feel that that's a space, like, as I'm, as I'm maturing and getting older because I think for so long I've been chasing my dreams that mm-hmm. I probably wasn't putting enough time and effort into connecting with families. I shouldn't, and that's not, because i do connect to my family but really taking that time to really connect with them m- connecting with them more than mommy daddy yeah. auntie like really connecting to that person right you know what i mean and um it feels good to be in that place right now
1: yeah man you are you are a true artist right you are a gifted artist a, a, a what do they call it a polymyth. Uh, you yeah. got a multi-hyphenate right and so when you are nurtured right when you are well nurtured in your relationships when you're well-natured, well-natured in all your relationships family friends loved ones you will give a better... You'll be able to be your best artistic self, right? Your creation will be... Your creativity will be... Your confidence will be... And so I think the important part of connecting with family and healing some of them old wounds is because that helps you be the best version of yourself. You can... Because it takes a lot of mental energy to have all that pain weighing down on you. And it takes mental energy that you could be putting into, like, making amazing podcasts or making amazing content or doing graphic design, right? Like, I think... So I think it's so important to do that because it it, it like it, it, the healing is needed to get there, and I think it helps you tap into like your confidence. It helps you tap you into know. your esteem yeah. and all those things just make you a better creative, make you a better artist, make you a better. Yeah. And then you then you do what you do, which is then taking leveraging that gift and then helping other people heal.
0: I absolutely love being in spaces where it's like my whole family, where it's like a party or something like that, because. I see so many different versions of me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I see everybody with a big personality. It's like, oh, that's why I am how I am, because everybody is like this. And I've just, I've gained so many tools in my journey that I'm able to take all those tools and make a Mike Brown. But like, you know, it used to be this Andre 3000 line. I forgot what song it was, but he was talking about his parents and he was like the best they could have done was the worst they could have done hmm. but at the same time like me looking at it it's like they didn't have the tools that i had so know, i have to give them grace doing I mean, the I best expect. they could yeah and even in giving my family grace has taught me how to give myself grace
1: 100 yeah. 100 and i think it actually works the opposite like i was talking i did a talk That's yesterday true. for yeah, Afro you're Punk. absolutely right when you can love yourself well, right, your yeah. self-love game is positive. And when your self-compassion game is positive, it will it will it will it'll show out. You'll be able to leverage that with yeah. how you love others, how you give compassion to others. And so maybe that is what's happening, Mike. And, maybe and I think you are loving right. yourself yeah. more and that's why your relationship with your family is transitioning. Man. Huh? It, it I, Can I get Amen, Mike? Amen. Can I get a shakana glory? <laughs> <laughs> I
0: just got
1: <laughs> a shadow. Can I get a shotgun? <laughs>
0: No, I think I think you're absolutely <laughs> right, and you know, in loving myself, it has been making some of my uh, some of my connections to people uh, maybe. I don't know if I want to say challenging, but it's, it's been making my love feel like I need to take a step back.
1: Yeah. what What is what is love with, uh, that's not transform transformative? Yeah. Actually, it's funny. Uh, I'm reading, uh, what's her name? Octavia Butler book, Parable of the Sower. And one of the characters talks about her, like, reflections on God. Yeah. And she said, God is change. Change is God. Mm. And if you, you know, in the biblical tension, God is love. And so maybe love is change. And yeah, yeah, if like you if you didn't love yourself as well as you should have and now you do, that's gonna take a transition. And yeah. so just like you sloughing off all this other stuff, like quit the job and all that stuff, some people gonna gotta get it sloughed off too. Or at least distanced, right? Yeah. I can love you from a distance. Of you know? course, and, that's okay. and
0: I was literally just telling somebody today that me taking a step back sometimes is love because if me being around you is not making me feel good or not making you feel good. Maybe the true love is to take a break. from Hell it. yeah. It might
1: be fighting. So you never get <laughs> and, and back to piss out somebody. You know what I'm saying? So it's for their benefit. Ooh, Mike used to tussle. That's now you want to put the business out there. Mike used to be out here fighting. I'm tussling. Yeah, yeah. We're put the business out now? Let's tell it. Run and tell that, Mike. Run and tell that. To use it out here, that <laughs> Mike is back to piss hilarious. out somebody. It's just, you know, Mike. Like, Goddamn, Mike, you couldn't. You know so yeah I think it is loving to take some space before you bet the piss out of them. No, that's real, that's, Yeah. That's a yeah. brilliant.
0: That's silly.
2: <laughs>
0: man, um <laughs> I had some listener questions and uh one of them came from Brother Empath, and uh
1: he asked Why is brother why is brother doing amazing things down there yeah, down there really in the is. south man he really uh, amazing is. legislation and also guest of the show. Yeah, on the show. Yeah. We had an amazing
0: episode and um He asked, how do we stay consistent in our passions while maintaining our mental health? I'll let you
1: start it out. Because how do we stay consistent in our passions? How do you
0: stay consistent in the things that you work on while, while maintaining your mental health?
1: Yeah, um, I think that in order for me to be aware that the thing I'm doing is a part of my passion, I think I have to be in a good space. So, like, if I'm not in a good space, I don't even think I have a passion. If that makes sense. Um, so for me, like, I'm very much like I'm very much coping skills as a lifestyle. I'm very much like you know preventive. Like, I'm trying to do stuff every day to keep myself in a good space instead of working. Like, oh, now I'm in a bad space. Let me work to get out of it. So yeah, I man, I'm always intentional about running on the beach, going bike riding, connecting with my friends, and I, and I have amazing people around me. Um, that's just a blessing. Um, and getting loved on, I call it, you know what I'm saying? Intentional about, you know, my meditation practice, although I need to do better, you know, my yoga practice. Um, intentional about, about. I think, one of the ways, like, my litmus test is, like, am I still being kind? Am yeah. I still being loving? Yeah. If I'm faltering in that, if I'm being mean, and I can be mean sometimes, that something ain't right, something yeah. going on. So... Like making sure I'm checking in with myself, and I'm I'm and I'm being around good people who are gonna call me out, right? You're one of those people who definitely calls me out and challenges me um, in front of the uh, world on, on this podcast in <laughs> some ways. But um, yeah, I need that. I need people to 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 check check me, you know. Sometimes, and I, I think I have really amazing friends that do. It's funny, and this a whole relationship thing, man. I, I've had every friend I have almost, in my family too has been so helpful and so you know, even if their advice was weird, uh, is that those people cared and people people give a damn. And so I think being around people who who care about you is is one of those is like a very big part of my self-care is making sure i put myself around spaces and places and people that are nurturing and so yeah when i could do that then i have i have the full my cup is full right my love cup is full and i can pour pour from that cup you know what yeah. i'm saying i can do my mental health work i can do my community work um i could do you know i can connect with patients um because i'm doing my work too like i got a good therapist and doing that work and so Making sure that my stuff doesn't become my patient stuff because they don't deserve that right? So I'm taking yeah. care of my stuff and I can make it about them and not about me um, So yeah, man a lot of things man. I, I love to travel I like love to, to nurture and like also I think I get to do is working at the intersection of my passions working at the intersection of things I love so I do a lot of stuff at the intersection of mental health social justice and art and those are three spaces I care about. I love black people, man. And I'm, I'm out here. I'm going to do everything I can to defend them. And as a doctor, as a medical doctor, medicine has not been kind to our folks or whatever. So I got to, you know, I got to fight for our fe- people, not just shoring up our people, not just like educating our people on how to navigate this system that has all the isms, all the racism, sexism, homophobia, but also talking to the system and be like, yo, y'all got to do better, right? Like, yes, yeah. we got to do better. And so in that work, in that social justice work, in that, in that like kind of doctor as social justice person, role i I get to feel good about what i'm doing and i feel like i could do it but it's like important is my point so yeah because it's so important it reminds me i have to take care of myself in order to do it well i agree
0: um i agree with everything you're saying like for me especially just being an artist like so much of my work is tied into what i'm emotionally feeling that i gotta take care of myself um because when i don't it, it shows in my work. Either I'm not creating or, you know, something is going on with me. And I try to stick to a morning routine, like something that I know this is gonna make me feel good regardless. And I feel a difference when I don't stick to it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, something else that I do is rest. Yeah, yeah like okay. I said, because so, so much of my work is emotional, like when it gets overwhelming, I'll take a pause. I'll take a break. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I've been doing like the last month or so is like, I'm I'm feeling a lot right now. I'm all over. Let me let me get myself together. Like this is gonna be here regardless, mm-hmm. but I gotta take care of me in order to do this in the best way. You know, I had somebody tell me that I sounded bored on my last episode. Mm.
1: And I have been feeling bored. Oh wow.
0: Um because I've been doing it the same way for so long.
1: That's why I'm in the studio. Is that why the day you chose to try to really put people's business out now you're airing people's business? Is that why is that why? <laughs> I wanna tell to my choose. own
0: business no more, so I'm gonna tell yours. <laughs> Like that Wendy Williams. Right, Wendy.
1: right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> but yeah, like nah, you know, really just uh really just taking care of myself is how I'm able to stay consistent. Yeah. And just planning. I plan a lot, you know. Um, because there are those moments where, you know, you may not be feeling the best, but if you've already planned ahead, already created all of this. And I could take a break to focus on this. So it's it's a balance. Can I ask you a
1: question? This is something I talk to my patients a lot about. You know, I work with teens mostly. And I talk about how you should constantly be living your life looking for new coping skills, looking for new mm-hmm. things you enjoy, like building a repertoire. How does your... Because, like, I know you said you've grown a lot in many ways. When um, If you could look at the positive things that you were doing to take care of yourself when you were, like, Xavier, for instance. Mm-hmm. And now the positive things that you do to take care of yourself as, as you know, as this person now. What's new? Like, what have you added? Have you added anything new to your repertoire? I, I think it's always shifting. I think as I mature, I
0: find new things. And it's funny because I told myself in June, it feels like it's time to find something new. Mm. Um, when I was at school, in like in college, basketball made me feel good. Mm. Making music made me feel good. Yeah. Um, You know, being around my friends. And now, looking at today, like I told you, I haven't played basketball in like all year, but... Hot
1: yeah. you know, take, he wasn't that good. Hot <laughs> take, I take <laughs> nah, he was...
0: <laughs> but... And, and for a long time, I took a break from making music. But I've been making music again in the past couple of months, and it makes me feel good. Yeah. You know, talking to people, reading. I'm, I, I started my own book club. And mind you, I'm not a reader at all. Mm-hmm. But having this book club to meet up with every week, That's that makes dope. me feel good. You know, going to the beach. I didn't have a beach when I lived in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. not a clean one. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, it, it always shifts and it always evolves. And I'm, I'm always looking for something new to learn or something to try. So you know, there was one point where I was doing tai chi. You know, know At one okay. point I was Man. taking salsa classes. I'm doing salsa barchata. I'm just always looking to. It's, it's funny. I'm, I'm always <coughs> looking for the same feeling. Mike, it's barchata. Different... Let me
1: just shout You know, black people love to put that R in there. I barchata. Thought, I, I thought it was an R in it's there. Bachata. You know, black people. Latoya, Tanisha. You know, black people love to put that R. They don't got their R. Bachata. It's fine. Continue. I'm so sorry. Barchata. Latoya. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of But I,
0: I wanna I wanna focus on like doing pottery. You know, when I was tie down the that. socks, that's something yeah. that, that makes me feel good. They like know too. Creating in, in any and they'll also be available on the website. So hey, you get socks. your money, get your money. <laughs> but you know, just finding different ways to find uh, what makes me feel good. And I'm I don't feel like I'm I'm searching for a feeling. I know I know the outcome of mm-hmm. it, you know, but It's just like, how do I create that same feeling in a different way?
1: I think that's so rare, Mike. I think so many people just do the thing that the few things that they like and that's it. And then they like tap out of it, but that's all they know. So they just keep doing it. And then you just end up being the cat who just, all I do for pleasure is go to the bar and, Uh, you know, maybe listen to music. Like the notion that you have such a vast repertoire of things and the ability, you talked about this a lot it sometimes take the ability to evolve and be comfortable with evolution. Yeah. And so, yeah, as you evolve, you should be getting new coping skills and new things you like and new things you enjoy. And as you evolve, maybe some people do need to go and new people need to come in. And, and so I think evolution is like part of like the beauty of life. And, I, again, I think this society doesn't nurture evolution. It's just like, what can you produce and what can you do for me and how can you feel good? And that's it. And, like, quick, not like a real lasting thing that will help you kind of... Mm-hmm. Get enlightenment and growth and and inner joy for real, yeah. and hold on to it as and opposed ev-
0: evolution to isn't easy and, yeah that's fair,
1: and nobody
0: really teaches it because once everybody you know it's it's funny when people get in their thirties it's that's thirties is when you start to get settled in your ways, either you're getting settled or you you opening up your world or whatever and I think for me i don't wanna I don't wanna be one of those people that's just stuck at thirty six you know yeah. what I mean? I don't want to get stuck in no age. I want to keep growing
2: right.
0: as, as I get older. And, um, yeah, I, I think I see so much of it that it does scare me. But going back to evolution, because nobody has ever taught me about it, and I'm always doing it, it hurts. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you talk about growing pains. Yeah, I feel, em. I feel them. I feel them. And it's, it's crazy because I always feel when it's coming. And this is, like I said, this time in my life is the first time i'm embracing it. Mm-hmm. Usually i'm 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 holding on till i can't hold on no more and then it just it's like it's done, nigga. You know, um it's inevitable. Yeah. So this is the first time i'm i'm giving in to the inevitable and it feels good. That's dope. It feels good. Like i i feel mentally in a great space. Um, like I said, I don't know what the fuck is going on next, but at the same time, I know I'm taking, I'm taking a break at 200 episodes. Okay. I want to take some time to really focus on what, what else feels good. You know, I've I've never, like I said, with this podcast, I've given it everything that I possibly could. It feels good Mm -hmm. to like say at 200, I'm a pause. Yeah. I don't know if I gave everything I could to music, but I feel in a place of that yoga mat. I figured out what it was like to to give everything to something without being afraid of it and really doing it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Let me try it in this space now. Let me yeah. let me go back and revisit this space
1: and see what it's like. Yeah, leverage what you learned and bring it exactly. to this new thing. Leverage the kind of exactly. feels. Yeah. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. yeah. I think Man. that is good living. Can you in every experience you have absorb it nur- let it nurture you and then use it in the next experience? Can you do yeah. that? That's powerful. That's why I love art cuz I yeah. feel like I get inspired and then when I'm like in a conversation or like working with a patient or yep. talking or whatever or just in my own thoughts. Something about leveraging that art, that beauty, that like kind of creativity, it feels like it, it makes it makes my mind work in new ways that then I can leverage it and use it for something else. And then it just makes shit dope. And then you kind of continue to iterate up. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah, I totally feel you. Yeah. I totally feel you. Yeah. Thank you, uh, brother Empath, for that question. Cool, 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 cool. That's you. That's you.
0: We also had a question from uh Mr. Goodbody, Brandon. Um <laughs> hey, where the nickname come from? I'm not too sure. But uh you remember Brandon, right? What's Brandon? Brilliantly black.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, oh, yeah. oh for wa- sure. He
0: wanted us to touch on other music and mental health. And um it was kinda it was kinda broad like that. But um what it made me think about was uh how how do you feel that music affects your mental health? Like, mm. the music that you consume, how does it uh, affect you mentally?
1: So this is something I talk about a lot with people. I feel, right? So I'm always, like, anti-white supremacy. White supremacy, white male, cis, or cisgender heteronormative supremacy is, is is trash, right? And it is, all these isms that we feel are, like, part of the reason why the world can be so so tough and why I think the notion of if if we can do away with these supremacist notions, then we can get back to loving ourselves and, and humanizing each other. Yeah. And so I think like the respect of music as something powerful and more than just something you do for fun is very much outside that scope of white supremacy, right? Because the, the colored folk, right? The Africans, the Indians, the South Americans, right? Those folks were the East Asian folk, those folks use music in ways that was, was more than just entertainment. Those folks use music for spiritual practice. Those yeah. folks, right, in Africa, all over Africa, folks were using music for spiritual practice in very powerful ways. And I think there's something about white supremacy that's like, you know, that downs, that that's not important, that's just a side thing, you know, turn that noise off. And so I think reconnecting with music is reconnecting with the healing powers that our ancestors knew about right when yeah. we get you know what i'm saying you get getting the place in the club come on you know what i'm saying right. the beat hit and then you just, it's it's something it's something more than just uh entertainment right this is like spiritual for us and i think it's spiritual for humans i just think sometimes. There are like ways of thinking that reduce it, yeah. but I I think so. Is that powerful? Is that important? I remember going to um speaking of of, of white supremacy and, and battling against that. I remember going to Cuba with my boy Louis. Shout out Louis Fouché. Uh, check out his album. Uh, he's a jazz artist. Um in uh, awesome. um and on the TV show was uh, uh late night with Colbert was yeah. Colbert. He's in the band. Um and so anyway, so we went to Cuba together. Last minute trip. Had an amazing time. And when we were there, there were these people doing uh, Santeria practices. And so I'm thinking, you know, like, where we come from, anything that's not Christian, that's like the devil. You know, like, oh, I don't know. And shit. Yeah, right. And, but you realize, wait a minute, this is this ain't yeah. evil. These people are... love. This is rooted in love. Yeah. This is centered in love. And it's super African. And so much of that was about music and celebration and a spiritual tradition. And you're like, man, I got to unlearn this shit. Like, I got to right. unlearn all this stuff that anything that's outside of this... There, this Christian context, which was used very inappropriately... To be very racist, right? If all oh, that's why I say all American systems have racism at the root of them. So they use even even something beautiful, a connection with God to do that. This notion of like unlearning that allowed me to appreciate the beauty of these people, these beautiful black people in their practices. And seeing how important it is really does remind me of like, oh man, music really does have like a spiritual context that is above and beyond anything, any system. You know what I'm saying? So for me, music is super important and I love it. And I I, I love soul music, I love jazz, I love kind of um Even, like, some stuff I listen to sometimes just exploring new practices, kind of the Muslim call to prayer music, like some of that um, kind of music sung in Arabic. That stuff's beautiful, man. Like, I'm like... Like, yeah, man, it, I think music can move you in ways that I, I, that you you can't... It, it's the thing that takes you beyond just words and yep. they, and, fe- and puts you in the feeling. That's why I love Neil Soul, because you got folks just yelling and... Law! You know, all that, <laughs> all that stuff. I love that stuff, man. So for me, man, music is everything. And I will say, for my patients, it's, it's probably the number one coping skill that people give me when I ask my patients about coping skills. I don't believe that. Music is, like, at the core of it, man. It, those, even those kids that don't got nothing else.
0: Man, music, I just man. had somebody tell me, and shout out to Jay... Um, they told me that they found an album that I put out with James, that yoga dude, and uh, it was just him just doing a meditation over some beats. Nice. And they told me that they listened to this project for about three months and it helped wow. me get depression. Wow, well, That's dope. Yeah. Where can folks find that? Um, it's on Spotify. It's on all streaming services. It would be your um, name and James, that yoga dude? It would probably be under Mike Brown. Mike Brown. Uh, Mike okay. Brown Care Less. Uh, it's also available at livetopshelf.bandcamp.com. Um, okay, yeah, I, I
1: never heard it. And, uh, yeah, James, I share it with you, you and James. I will share
0: it with you. Um, we put out another project last year, and we both were like, "eh." We just put it out, but it was called Phone Meditations, and it was a bunch of meditations that James recorded in his phone, and um, that's also available at justmikebrown.com. Wow. Um, but yeah, a bunch of meditations he recorded in his phone, and that's dope. I put music to them. That's different. And it gave them a totally different feeling. And I want to do more of that. And I want to put more of that into the world because man, it's it's so much like I, I try to listen to new music. And it's funny like how the new shit is pushed on the kids. And a lot of that shit is dark. Even the shit that was pushed on to us though. Like I go back and listen to like, I don't, you know, I don't want to say any any of these artists' names because they were young when they were creating mm-hmm. this stuff. But you go back and listen to it, it's like, fuck, this is what was being put into me. And you talk, you know, I'm from
1: Mike. You know, the we, I talk about this all the time. The New Orleans song, we, and when I was a little kid growing up in New Orleans, some of that bounce music was crazy. And one of the songs I never forget, it go, "Give me some heroin, baby. That heroin <laughs> got me going. It's about that pot make me sneeze. It's something yep. like I talk about why you would choose heroin over cocaine. I'm like, what are we doing? And yep. that was like a big song in New Orleans, man. Like, oh, this is this but, is whoa, But Even, real, even, but
0: even but in the damn. treatment of, of like your partners and shit. Like, why yeah. why would why wouldn't you be who you are if you listening to corrupt like eat a bowl of shit, bitch, fuck a bitch. And it's yeah, like, man. god damn. Like, Sugar-free and all that, right? Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. you know, when you're young, it speaks to you, the music. Like you said, the rhythm of it. It's, it you get caught up in the rhythm yeah. and, it's, and it's getting you. But imagine that same rhythm with something that's telling you, like, love yourself, heal yourself. Yeah. Take care of yourself. Love you, you know. Yeah. Give yourself grace. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so, yeah. That's, kind that's of
1: reconnecting fun. to the healing tradition that exactly. our ancestors were doing way back then. Exactly. Yeah, for
0: sure. Man, I, I really think... Uh, I really think music could be used as a tool. And I think that that is part of my why with reconnecting with is it. like, I wanna be disruptive. I like it. You know, because uh, it's it's so much of the other shit out there. You can go listen to anybody and get the other shit, but I really wanna give people something. Yeah. And I want people to take it and feel like they can do it themselves. You know, like this is not, this, this is a form of communication. It's not some skill of like being good or bad. It's like speaking English, Spanish, all that shit. Like make it your own.
1: Yeah, man, I like that. I like that a lot.
0: Yeah. So thank you, Brandon, for that question. But um, we've well, we made
1: an album together. We Check sure out Fear did. magic. Yeah. Uh, Primo Miguel, uh, Doctor Young, Doctor Byron Young presents. Available on all streaming services. I would love to do a second one. Let's um, do it. You've been saying it. Yeah. Wait, I wait, what I got to do, like, You know, t-
0: t- timing is timing is everything. You know, everything That's happens right. in divine timing, That's and it's fair. gonna happen. Um, because that that is a part of. You know, like I said, with what I was doing with James, what I was doing, you—that's that's essentially what I want to do. Like I've played that. I remember you told me you played it with kids, but playing it for myself, yeah, for kids, and them telling me it's so relaxed and so peaceful, seeing it calm down the classrooms, like that's dope.
1: Yeah, that's okay, it's good music. Do. Yeah, yeah. I bet if it was Mister Cupcake, you jump on his track real quick. But uh, stuff, I got with it. Yeah, I got with it. Yeah. Well, Mister Cupcake, a little baboo. Oh uh, yeah, he can get a track immediately. It's cool, baby. It's cool. Sometimes people be funny acting, and that's fine. You know That's what I'm saying? Hilarious. You're doing the best you can, Mike.
0: Grace. <laughs> Grace. <laughs> well, we're gonna transition out of that segment. And um, we are going to move to five questions of freedom. Sponsored by Feel Free to Feel Free.
1: Hey, and, okay. uh, being
0: that is Mental Health Awareness Month, I wanted to ask you um some mental health questions. So, first question is how do you
1: or what advice would you give to somebody about coping with? Anxiety. Sure. And shout out to James at YogaDo. What is that? Yoga uh, yes, our homie. Um, I would say, one, I think, is even just recognizing that you have anxiety is a big thing. Because I feel like, you know, this is my experience with my black community, and particularly black women, the black women that have raised me and nurtured me and took care of me and extended cousins and everything. I think anxiety is such a part of the experience that folks think is normal. Like folks don't even recognize it as nothing wrong. Like you up at night ruminating and worrying and overthinking stuff. And you just think that's how it's supposed to be. Cause yeah. I got stuff to worry about, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So I think one of the things to take care of is just recognizing this anxiety. You are not supposed to be ruminating and overthinking and worrying. You know, that's not how it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. And so, yeah, when you, when you fight, when you realize that, then you can take steps to like undoing it. I think one of the easy things, kind of low hanging fruit is mindfulness meditation because that, teaches us how to be present, right? Yeah. how to like take our mind from the past or from the future and bring it back to the present. And it also teaches us how to be compassionate because part of mindfulness is like you pick a thing to focus on when your mind wanders, which it will, you bring it back to the thing you're trying to focus on. So I might play a song and if my mind wanders away from the song, come back to the song, come back to the song over and over and over. And you can't do it wrong. So if you leave a thousand times, you come back a thousand times. Um, but the part before you come back you reframe wherever you went so if you went somewhere that was ugly like oh I'm a I'm gonna fail this test or this job interview no I'm gonna do the best I can when I get there let me come back to this thing and so I think mindfulness meditation is something we can easily do you could find a meditation online um easy so that's one I think therapy is huge right I think folks need to if you're if your anxiety is getting in the way of your of your life of your like enjoyment of life if it's making you irritable and crusty with people if it's making you um never be able to be comfortable out in public if it's making you, um avoid things avoid yeah. relationships avoid challenges avoid you know connecting with people um then you know i think that's time to get some help you know what i'm saying and so i think that's the thing there are definitely self help books for anxiety you could try but like i think having someone you can't over over um i can't over how do i say uh, overvalue the the importance of having a person help you look at your blind spots and look at your defenses and look beyond them. You can't do it by yourself. Like, even the most self-aware person can't see all the blind spots. And so having somebody hold that for you is important. And so, yeah, I think it's big. And I think I think it's so common. It's, it's definitely one of the most common mental health conditions. And we all get anxious sometimes, like, a little bit of anxiety. But if it's consistent and chronic and every day and most of the day, like, it's time to get some help. You know what I'm saying? And even for us who struggle with it on occasion, like, definitely you want to do some work on it. And, if again, if, if working on it with the easy stuff, the mindfulness, whatever, ain't cutting it, time to go to something different get you a counselor get you a therapist get you something
0: yeah um second question do you feel like your therapist has to have
1: everything in common with you that's a great question i don't i do think there is some power to having a therapist that you feel like relates to you but a lot of therapy is not even about the therapist it's about you so like you could have a therapist who didn't know nothing about you and if they were good at holding space to help you help yourself then you you got a good therapist. It's much more important to have a good therapist than a therapist that looks like you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Having yeah. a therapist that looks like you and is good and is good, that's the best. You won't do that. But more important to be good than to look like you. But yeah, if you can get both, you definitely want to take both. But this is it. Like, until you find the person that looks like you, get you something. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Do some work and then yeah. you know keep looking. And then be like, okay, I got I found somebody, I gotta go. But like don't, don't, don't put it off till later because of that. Yeah. Um, but there's definitely you know black people in all spaces of medicine mental health all that we've been mistreated man and so there's a lot of data to support that doctors who you know come from your background are going to treat you better that's for sure um and at the same time you don't you don't just want to go without care if you can't find that yet you know just keep looking great websites let me put some websites out there you can go to my website Doing Your Well, <laughs> and go to resources um there's therapy for black girls um shout out to joy xavier graduate um you could go to um psychology today and put in african-american or latinx or you know whatever you're looking for um and find that even like i think lgbtq Mm -hmm. um women Mm -hmm. so yeah man you definitely got to look but definitely don't be like oh i can't find a body so i'm just not gonna do nothing
0: appreciate that um third question music or meditation
1: Ooh, both actually. I actually use this is very interesting. I use music in my meditation. So when I do mindfulness meditation with patients, when I'm like introducing it to them, we use music, and so we pick a song they like to yeah. make it like hit. Um, so both.
0: That's what's up. Um, yoga or tai
1: chi. So I've not done a lot of tai chi. I've done a little bit of it with James actually, and I really like it. But I, I've done so much more yoga that I'm pe- definitely gonna pick yoga. But yeah, uh, we we uh, we live in abundance, Mike. We ain't gotta pick both. <laughs> both of them. We live in abundance. <laughs> That's funny. Hello. Chicago Glory, <laughs> Shundo.
0: The last question. My God is an awesome guy. like hello. <laughs> last question. What is one piece of advice you would give to somebody that is afraid to start their mental health journey?
1: um one piece of advice. I also, I'll say afraid or just resistant and be like, I don't need no help. Um, you do. You do need help. You do. <laughs> I, everybody needs it, man. We all here struggling. Yeah, everybody yeah. has traumas, whether little traumas or big traumas. Everybody is living in a world... Like, you live in a world that tells you some bullshit. You got to unlearn yeah. that bullshit, and therapy can help you do it, right? You have internalized... I don't care who you are. You have internalized bullshit. You yeah. have internalized anti-blackness. You have internalized anti-women sentiment. You have internalized homophobic sentiments. You have internalized transphobic sentiments. You have internalized um, all kinds of bullshit that you have to unlearn, right? You have to internalize, like... Things that like your value is rooted in how much you produce or what kind of job you have or what status you have. You have to unlearn that bullshit. And so earn, one of the best ways of unlearning it is good therapy, man. And we all need that. And it also is like helping you find out who you truly are in a deeper sense. Yeah. So even if you deeply know who you are, you could go deeper. Get yeah. in the therapy and go deeper. Let's go. I'm glad you know pretty good. Let's get to great. Let's get to amazing. Let's yeah. keep going. And I think of therapy like I think about the gym. You always Your body constantly needs to be in condition to stay healthy. Your mind needs that too. You need to be challenged in that way and you need to be helped to to see beyond the veil, right? The, the unconscious mind is a place you can't get to by yourself. You yeah. need to do it and it'll really benefit you because a lot of people who are those folks who are like, I don't need it or whatever are those people who think the world the world is the problem that they're not the problem. You're the problem too. You're part of the world. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you live in a world, you've internalized that bullshit. So you are part of the problem too, right? The world yeah. is a thing, but how can you build your resilience to take the world on right to not just give what the world just take what the world gives you but give it back you know
0: that's what's up man that's all i got for you today um can you let the people know where they could find you
1: uh, leave me alone. I just tell about my <laughs> business. Don't come to me. You don't know me. Uh, no, I'm just being silly. Uh, you can check out my website, doingitwell.org. Uh, that is a website dedicated to mental health and wellness resources. I have some videos in there, of which you and James are a part of. We've done some really cool projects around mental health and wellness, uh, particularly focused on Black and Latin uh, Latin exposed, But uh, everybody could benefit from that, checking that website out um, and talking about some of the work I can do there. Uh, you can check out my Instagram. My professional one is We Doing It Well. Um, at we doing it well? And my uh, personal one is Prodigy five thousand two. It be popping. We was just at you know I don't like to brag or whatever. We was just at a little party here uh, at Janelle Monae' house. Me and my boy Brandon. I out to Brandon. You know what I'm saying? We was out you know in in the hills, sh- cooling. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they had my feet in the water. They had to, the. This was the the house that she shot lipstick at the okay. video. Would you shoot your shot? Oh, uh, she wasn't there. She wasn't there. She wasn't there. there. I would have <laughs> shot it. I would have shot it. She wasn't there. She wasn't there. there. She uh, but her, you know, we saw like the room where she does some of her creative cool. stuff or whatever. And there was a lot of her people you've seen around her in her camp, like people. Remember, she was like had that crew of people she was making music with and like stuff.
0: Yedinia and stuff.
1: Yeah, he wasn't there, but the other brother, the brother with the lock, with okay. the locks, and uh, the brother who the reason we were there is somebody's birthday party who she writes with. That's cool. Good brother. It was amazing. I had a great time. Uh, oh, and they keep the pool hot like a hot tub. No, invite y'all. Oh, I was a plus one. I'm just trying to make it. Okay, I was a plus okay. one. You know what I'm saying? I <laughs> woo. They had um uh what they had a Waffle House type stuff like waffles and, and oh it was so good anyway why did I why did I start talking about this um
0: let's just ask you I think I just asked you where can people find you
1: I don't know how I got here <laughs> I don't know how I, got here. <laughs> I just wanted to stunt apparently what the hell? <laughs> well you know again I, the Lord ain't, ain't through with me I got work to do y'all how about oh here?
2: shit Ooh, I, remember, I got here I start <laughs> talking about
1: that what did that have to do with anything what in the world Lord Jesus. Lost. Oh shit. Oh shit, boy. What was she to do? She wouldn't do this. I gotta, I gotta reconnect, Mike. I gotta That's reconnect. Hilarious. You know what? I'm in here hungry. Mike didn't provide no food he didn't look, Provide I mean... no snack. Got me drinking this water, this cheap water. <laughs> he ain't got no snacks. My sugar loaf. That's what it is. My sugar loaf. I need some sugar. Yeah, I couldn't get a croissant, a donut, That's or nothing. Hilarious. You got to do better, Mike. You got to, you got to look at your heart. You understand know what I'm saying? You got to look at your heart.
0: That's too funny. <laughs> oh, man. Byron, I appreciate you coming on the show today. Love you, brother,
1: man. Anytime. I
0: love you, too, man. I appreciate y'all listening. This is Mike Brown, and this is The Art of Letting Go.
2: Letting go. Letting go. Peace.
1: <laughs> okay. Could have had a snack in there, Mike. Damn. No, I got you. I ain't got Let me see how to oh, say it. Reese's, 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 Reese's. Oh, you got snacks. Hold now. man. Oh, you got that. You could definitely yeah, I don't need that. I don't need that. Oh, that. Uh, that was fun. Thanks. That was. I hope oh,
0: that shit saved. I'd be so hurt if it didn't.
2: Uh The art of letting go of these nuts.